5: Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to
2: the worst year ever. We'll get through together,
0: or not. so dum dum
6: Welcome to the headquarters of the violent anarcho bidenist movement. Uh, here to destroy all government and replace it with a. Uh, Fairly similar government. I liked Katie's better. Nope. Well, that's
2: because you like malarkey.
6: Yeah, you're a pro malarkey. Your malarxist stance has been well documented.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to be talking about things election related because, oh my God, that's in two weeks.
6: Hey, yeah. Actually, it's
5: already started millions and millions and millions and
6: millions. Almost 30 million. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, 30 million is what I wrote down, have already voted, uh, which is impressive. I believe I read a statistic that already 70% of total votes in 2016 have already been cast. (laughs) That's wild. That is wild. Um, But I wanted to start this episode off uh, by acknowledging that we've had a prediction come down the pipeline from Pat Robertson.
6: Prediction. Yay.
5: Pat Robertson has appended everything because he's let us know that he's talked to God and God says that Trump will win the re-election. And not only that, but this will bring about the end of time. The end days. Finally.
2: Finally. Um,
6: I mean, you know, if if I actually thought, a Trump victory would lead to the end of all life in the universe, I would, I might vote for the man. Just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's fucking, see let's what fucking happens. get this shit done.
2: He's really tempting. Uh yeah. Really dangling that, that little prize in front of us.
4: Except that yeah, he's that, been don't wrong. Don't threaten me with a
6: good time, Pat.
5: <laughs> he's been wrong so many times before. How can uh, we trust this? It's
2: like when um, uh, Trump goes up on stage, he's like, if I lose, I'm going to leave the country. It's like, all right. Please. Well...
5: Do you mean it?
2: We'll do it. Truly? We'll do it. We'll do it.
5: Um but that was just a fun little anecdote to get us started today. What I've country done it. do you think I've he'll go it. to? That's my question. What country do you Saudi think? Saudi Arabia, Russia, North Korea. Mm-hmm. We should start a if we should start a Brazil uh, maybe. A poll.
2: Bolivia. The newly Bolivia. socialist Bolivia.
5: We should start Bolivia. maybe just Cuba. I think we should start a poll on this. I don't think he'll leave anywhere. He'll go anywhere. But no,
2: he won't go to another country. He won't go to jail. He'll live in his tower and be fine.
6: Yeah. Just he like dies. he did before.
2: Exactly. Yes. Nothing will change for that guy.
6: Yeah.
5: I was just trying to say the word pole so we can transition to Robert talking about polls. Oh, Networks I love
6: polls. Too. Huge Speaking of poll transitioning
2: nerd. to that topic.
6: Yeah. So I guess the first caveat is that, uh, Nothing I say or that anyone else will say prior to the election will assuage anyone's nervousness about how this is going at all. Um, Cause that's, that's just the way it goes. Um, at this point, uh, more than 29 million, I think like 29.6 million or some shit like that. Uh, people from 45 States have voted um, either by mail or in person. Nearly half of those votes, almost 14.2 million uh, came from democratic voters. Um, Republican voters have returned about 10 million votes uh, to compare. So, you know, Democrats, a really significant edge uh, heading into the election just ba- in part because like Democrats tend to early vote and vote by mail more often, though the virus does mean that this is like a, a different situation than a normal election. So it's it's broadly speaking, a good sign that there's such a, a an edge among Democrats um, and yeah, so far Democrats have returned more ballots than Republicans in 32 separate states, uh, in Florida and Minnesota, Democratic early voters are beating Republicans by about 20 percentage points in New Hampshire. Democratic voters are ahead by 36 points. Um, but the parties are kind of like more or less even in Georgia, Wisconsin and Michigan. So again, you know, when the big vote day comes, uh, Republicans are, you know, because they don't believe in. Science the, or plagues, right, yeah. yeah, they're they're more likely to come out uh, on election day itself. That said, there's also more Democratic voters in general than Republican voters, so this is again broadly good news. You would say the stuff that we're getting yeah. from from early voting, not conclusive, but broadly good news. So that's nice. Um, it's, real nice. Co- it's nice. Yeah. it's
2: nice. Nice to uh, read these sort of things uh, right before you go to sleep. And then when yeah. you wake up, read something
6: else that's terrifying. And oh, you mean Julie Jordan B. Peterson coming back. Yes, I was yeah, scared by that. that, too.
5: There are all sorts of caveats. But, yes, these are all excellent early indicators. But you're right when you say that obviously this is because of coronavirus. So we don't know how all of this. It's hard to predict anything because this is such an abnormal year in so many ways.
6: Yeah, it's like anytime you say like, well, yeah, normally, you know, uh, this means this, but also there's a giant plague that's killed 200,000 plus people and has shut down large chunks of our normal life. So like, it's kind of hard to, and we're also, uh, it looks like trending virus wise to be worse than things were at the worst period earlier this year in the spring and summer. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be cool. Uh,
5: Historically speaking, just because more people vote for one candidate doesn't mean that candidate's going to (laughs) win.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm focusing on swing states a lot. And I think a lot of the the good analysis is. So kind of the two most critical states, I think, I mean, uh, maybe three, like Pennsylvania uh, is a big deal. Um, Florida is obviously huge and then so is Arizona and people will say that like yeah if Trump wins Florida he wins like the majority of predicted elections but also if Trump loses Arizona he loses in the majority of predicted elections Mm -hmm. and right now Biden and Trump are pretty close to neck and neck in Florida but Biden has a really significant edge in Arizona he's up by like I don't know, four points or so um, by five thirty eights average. But there have been some that have shown him up by as much as seven. And he's had a pretty consistent edge in Arizona, Um, whereas it looks like his edge in Florida's tightening. um, Yes. Yeah. Um, Most recent poll showed him up by just one point, which is within the margin of error. Five thirty eights average has him up by like three. Um, It's really hard to say where either of those states is, is going to go. Broadly speaking, Florida seems like a toss-up, potentially leaning, you know, either way, Uh, and Arizona seems to be leaning Biden, but not by a clearly safe number. Now, one of the good things about Arizona is that Maricopa County, which is the largest county in the United States in terms of geographical area and also a very populous county, has been really consistently leaning towards Biden for months now. So that's a good step. The McCain respecters. Yeah, yeah. Florida,
5: yeah. I mean, some of these were going to be tough anyway. And, you know, I do take some amount of um, joy or solace in the fact that it's tightening and that these are are, are actually competitive races. That's great. But the Florida stuff is – I heard this one segment on This American Life basically talking about how the ground game in Florida from the Biden campaign – has been non-existent. Pandemic, sure. But in contrast, um, uh, Republicans have been door knocking, have been doing organizing. You know, there wasn't even a field office for the Biden campaign, apparently, until a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I've heard that generally about the Biden campaign.
5: It's alarming for me.
2: That is very alarming and weird. It's weird. Um, But also, they didn't have a really great, good ground game during the primaries either so
5: take um, so, comfort yeah. in that I mean look there's a lot of reasons for this a big one being again pandemic and phone banking is just about as effective as door to door knocking uh, especially since you can look at it and say like oh well you can cover much more territory uh, reach out to more people phone banking than you can walking from house to house but Um, I I mentioned this to you guys before we started recording, but what we're seeing in swing states – okay, so historically, Democrats have been much better about registering people to vote and getting mail-in ballots. But over the past four years, especially in swing states, uh, Republicans have been focusing on that. Um, And so it's unclear, again, how that is going to affect turnout ultimately, et cetera, et cetera. And – Here, this is from Time Magazine, um, and, you know, they're talking about all of this stuff, but they say, take, for instance, Florida. The voter registration numbers show a narrowing gap to a 1.3 percentage point voter registration advantage for Democrats. Four years ago, Democrats were ahead in voter registration by party by twice that and still lost Florida by 1.2 percentage points. Anyway, that's a lot of talk about percentages and stuff, but it's all just data to be taking in when we're thinking about this stuff.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's hard to know. It's just how relevant all of this is and how much it's actually going to affect the the end result.
6: Impossible. Um, And in fact, it's literally impossible. (laughs) Driving yourself uh, ill by focusing too much on all the different things that might happen. Possibly unhealthy. Uh, Possibly unhealthy. Profoundly so. Like every aspect of our political system. Utter
2: utter malarkey is what it is. Which should
6: not be reformed or changed in any way. Yeah. um
5: i really like what would you say malarist malar
6: malarist leninist yeah, Malarxist. Malarxist. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah uh we like it we i you like know the thing thi- the thing that's frustrating so i i was listening to uh the five thirty eight podcast recently um and you know, I, my my opinions on Nate Silver are well known, but again, he's pretty good when it comes to analyzing polls. And one of the things that he'll point out is that um, while is that we, we people are kind of obsessing too much over how 20, 2016 went, as opposed to kind of looking at this election within the grand scheme of other elections. And I don't know how much I agree with that, because political trends have changed so much just in the last four to eight years um that maybe maybe it's actually better to look at the most recent election because it dealt with all this crazy shit like foreign influence uh campaigns and whatnot in the united states and um i don't know how much i agree with that part but the thing that he does did point out that i think is kind of worth saying and valid is that um when Hillary Clinton had was at like the highest extent of her lead, she was you know only a couple of points behind where where Biden is now in most polls. Um, so broadly similar and similar chances of winning, and she still lost. But that was like an outlier for the campaign, and most of the campaign had been much more narrow in terms of like mm-hmm. her her edge over Trump. She only got a big edge right after the Access Hollywood shit. Um so the point that Nate makes that I think is not a is a pretty reasonable one is that like well no Biden's lead has been really really consistent for yeah. for months now even prior to the coronavirus and there's not really much of a sign that it's like you can find a couple of polls that say it's tightening but there are as many polls that like say it's really not um so that could be a good sign um Yeah
2: there's um I feel like we've even mentioned this before, like, if you even just look visually at, like, here's here's the polling for the entire election of Trump versus Hillary Clinton and the entire election so far of Trump versus Joe Biden, yeah. uh, it fluctuates constantly with, with Clinton. Yeah. Um, and Biden has never really slipped. Um, and that is national yeah. polls,
6: from what I yeah, understand? Yeah, that's, that's national in most of the swing states. He's He's had a pretty consistent lead in a lot of the swing states, Florida being a big exception.
2: Like yeah, it yeah. just seems like like, it, I mean, Hillary Clinton was a very uniquely bad candidate for that year, and or any year, or any or <laughs> any year. I'm I'm being very generous, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it just seems like from the get go, everyone's like, oh, Trump or Biden. i would rather have Joe Biden. <laughs>
6: yeah. Um,
2: and that hasn't yeah. really shifted that much. Uh, and Trump is certainly not helping himself.
6: No, but and he's, you know, we'll talk a little bit about he where he's lost support so. the no, most. <laughs> I, I also wanted to point out, I just found just like a couple of hours before we started recording this episode, um, CNN released a poll of poll averages across 10 of the battleground states, which showed tight races in seven states and Joe Biden ahead in averages of the other three, um, all of which Trump won in 2016. So Biden has a significant... Lead and a sizable advantage over Trump in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Uh, Pennsylvania is Biden's largest lead. It's that like more sense. than m- mm-hmm. more than five percentage points.
3: How's Texas looking?
6: You know, Texas is a swing state now. Yeah. Like that. That that. Like yeah. CNN that has it as a swing state. Is very yeah. cool. Now I will Agreed. tell you all, as someone who spent most of his life in Texas, never. Ever, ever bet on Texas for anything?
4: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, 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 yeah, sure.
6: like don't put any hope into Texas because it's, it's Texas. It yeah. is
2: Texas. Uh, interesting thing about Texas, I, I, I've got, I actually do have a lot of faith in Texas this year. Um, but if you look you at the, uh, I know, I know, I, I apologize. <laughs> it's uh, a profoundly to be a bad program. idea. That and saying it um, in the uh, the the Beto Mr. Cruz matchup. Mr. Cru- <laughs> Mr. Cruz. Mr. Uh, Cruz. I, I, I don't the have Honorable the numbers in Mr. front Cruz. of me, uh, so I don't want to say the exact numbers. Um, but uh, the majority of voters, of uh, the majority of people who were born and raised in Texas voted for Beto. Mm-hmm. And Ted Cruz got a lot of the votes from people who moved there. So I don't know. I think I think I think the heart of Texas is gonna gonna pull through this year. Is
6: yeah, you point. shouldn't you shouldn't trust. I know the heart I should I shouldn't um, trust the heart of
2: Texas. I shouldn't have said it out yeah. loud. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, You
6: changed no, uh, it. You ruined it, Cody. So I don't know. Like one of the things that CNN points out is that um, in uh, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Um, which are the tightest, you know these are of the of the seven really tight swing states. Um, Biden is ahead, um, but it's tight. Um, mm-hmm. Texas is the only one of those seven swing states where Trump is numerically ahead. um forty nine percent to Biden's forty five percent. So again, like, and I like I, i'm I'm harsh on Texas because I lived <laughs> there, and I broadly despise it. That said, I love a lot of the people there. And uh, a lot should be said about the very, very brave and hardworking activists in Texas who have yeah. been fighting tooth and nail to get to this point, to where you can mm-hmm. actually say Texas could swing. Like, it's, it's yeah, like a, it's wild. a real, like that, that it's an incredible accomplishment just to be able to say that, um, given everything they're up against where, like, for one thing, Texas has been noted as like the hardest state to vote in. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Um, yeah. I've also
5: read, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into this in a little bit, um, about Trump's polling and influence with Latino voters, uh, black voters. Shockingly, he doesn't do that poorly with Latino voters. Uh, but there are different sects of it and uh, we can get into. But there what? are a lot in Texas, uh, more and more uh, Latino voters in Texas that are uh, trending towards Democrats.
6: Yeah. Trump's support among Latinos kind of varies. Like he has he has a lot more support in Florida because of, you know, Cuba Mm -hmm. and Castro and people's, you know, uh, attitudes towards socialism as a result of that. But Texas is a very different animal.
5: Yes. It's Um, like very regional. Yeah. How his uh, influence in those demographics are.
6: Yeah, and I suspect that the narrowing uh, in Texas, and I who knows Biden may have said something since, but like you'll <laughs> notice, it's actually been a while in election terms since Biden's made a big gun control statement, and I think it's mm-hmm. because some of these places in the South started tightening up, and hopefully, That's intelligent people he are like, hasn't. "Hey, Joe, maybe shut up about that. We might win Texas, <laughs> but we're not if you start talking about guns because <laughs> it's Texas." That's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know like he may he may make some big statement about banning all assault rifles tomorrow. Um right. it, uh, it, yeah it's one of those things like it, we uh. just got the news an hour ago that um he's his his uh, transition team is like at least like vetting uh Republicans for potential... I have ca-
5: that written down too. <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: Oh, yeah. It's It's, it's hard beautiful. to tell what that means because I read the text of the article and it's like, oh, well, they haven't actually picked anybody and they're not going to make any announcements until November 3rd. They could just no. be teasing that they're going to pick some Republican people to try to get the Republican vote because they haven't committed to anything. Yeah,
5: but yeah. the um, thing is, Ohio. is that yeah, you want to go it Ohio. doesn't actually... It, they <laughs> looking through that, it doesn't seem like that actually uh, will garner him support from the right. But it, does it does seem risk, unlikely. It does risk enraging the left. It's just, <laughs> I uh, could have done without that one today. Some I mean, of the yeah, names being floated, uh, possible names being floated for a Biden cabinet uh, Meg Whitman, the CEO of Quibi. Yeah.
6: Former oh, CEO Quibi of Oh, Quibi did so eBay, well. Mm-hmm. She knows how to run a country. She knows how to run a <laughs> country. Right. Didn't right. she
5: already lose? An, didn't she try running for governor in California and lost?
6: Yeah,
2: I but now know. she runs Quibi, so that means she's a winner.
5: <laughs> They're trying Quibi, to sell Quibi, the
6: I entertainment think. powerhouse that took America <laughs> yep. by storm.
5: Yeah, uh, former Ohio Governor John Kasich.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder because Kasich did uh, his like weird thing at the the convention. Um, I don't know how much that moves the needle. Jeff Flake was an unbelievable name to read. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
5: Former rep, Charlie Dent.
2: <laughs> um, but this is, I mean, this is. Who's been, a lobbyist now? Yeah, sort of like. Bad in Katie. this. It's, it's been, it's been like this f- for months though. Like every, every, yes. every, every like month there's an article like, they're talking about doing this, they're talking about getting this person or this person's on the transition team and it's always some lobbyist or like some corporate piece of shit, um. And they've been like, it's been a warning and a a, a possibility or a probability for a long time. Um, but yeah, this just seems like a story of like, yeah, we'll throw out these names. Maybe it'll move the needle one way or the the other. But we don't but expect it like, to. <laughs> right. Um,
5: um, I think we need to pivot to an ad break.
6: You How know, are we going to do that, though? You know what's better than Texas? Uh, no.
3: California? Uh, I don't know.
6: Virtually everything, but particularly the products and services that support this podcast, none of which are legally allowed to be sold in Texas. So to hell with you all, one of our largest states in terms of listeners. Yeah!
2: (laughs)
0: they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase
3: necessary btw room void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
0: like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you but consider this at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
4: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at JCP.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
6: Everything is so dumb, 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 da-dum, dumb. We're back and we're talking about a way we could fix um, some of our electoral problems. And I just wanna once again suggest uh my my plan, which is that we hollow out the entire middle of the country. Uh, mm-hmm. We force all the adults to live in either coast, and we turn mm-hmm. the entire center of the United States into a giant open-air child prison. And kids live there uh, from, from, let's say, about age one to age 18, um, and they have, you know, they, whatever, they, they do whatever. Like, however they can survive, they do it. I'm going to assume they're going to form into feral packs and have crude tribal wars with one another. And then at age 18, men in black helicopters tranquilize them and take them to San Bernardino, California, where they have to work as accountants for four years. And then they're Since- legally adults.
5: What Robert's doing is pitching us on his dystopian young I, adult I, series. I
6: think this would solve every single contemporary problem we have in the but United States. But what
5: about States. the fact that the coasts are on, f- our coast is on fire anyway?
6: Yeah, I Where think it'll solve gonna that be? too. No, you're going to have so away. many less people driving oh, because the whole Midwest will be hollowed out. And
5: we're going to have to cut down all the trees in order to make room for people. So I guess there's less ground to burn.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's clear a good it idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought you were gonna say uh, hollow out the middle of America and make it a giant ball pit, but you said child prison.
5: When you, yeah, you said child prison. You said that. Can there, can
2: there, can there there be a ball pit in the prison for the
5: children?
6: Yeah, (laughs) I, I mean that. It, it, no, uh, because it's supposed to be just crude wilderness filled with rattlesnakes. Okay. Um, right. Which again will also cut down on on the population. So really, mm. every every major problem the United States has will be solved by my plan.
2: Weed them out, will, sort them out, make them accountants for four years. Yeah, and then in San freedom.
6: Bernardino. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and then they're adults. Okay. And then, okay. but when and when you're well, an, I, when you're adults, you have Robert, you have rights and freedoms, or is it just uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. no,
6: absolutely. At, at okay. age twenty-two, after you finished your time as an accountant in San Bernardino, you get <laughs> rights. Okay,
2: all right. Yeah.
5: Um, this is well thought out, and I don't it's know why you haven't run the office yet. It's
6: yeah. a platform. Yeah. Yeah. This Cannot is what I will that. be running on in twenty twenty-four.
5: Huh? Um, what mm-hmm. do we want to talk about in this section, huh? Eh?
6: Well, let's talk about race. We're running as for a government? group of. Exclusively white people. Yes, so yeah, you running for president in 2024. Uh, okay. As a group of exclusively white people, we should talk about race and voting in the United States. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're the most qualified we're to discuss at, this. Oh, yeah, the only qualified. I've been people. doing
5: a lot of listening, and now it's time to talk.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making
5: fun of myself, not the movement. I just want that to be clear.
6: <laughs> so, about half of likely young voters say they prefer J- J- Joe Biden's. Joseph Robinette, you know, J- Jarbid. Yeah, the, J- yeah, the J- Bido. J- yeah. I'm coming up with nicknames for him on the spot. None of them President. are good. Yeah. Uh, and this is based on a, the, the stuff I'm going to start with is based on a Forbes under 30 study, uh, which was powered by John Zogby, uh, whose last name I think is probably fake. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's a big a name muppet. in polling. A, I still don't believe it.
2: No, Damn. he's a Muppet. He's a, he's yeah, a giant ex- Muppet. Thank you. Does, yes. Pretends to do polling
6: like a Zogby is something you buy in a, a Toys R Us. Um yes. so yeah, the uh the margin of Joe Biden's young support has actually narrowed since June. Uh Biden hit like 60% during that period. Uh he's down to 57. So it has narrow- that has narrowed a bit. Um and it's it seems like Trump's convention may have had some impact on this. Uh his support what? with young voters went from uh 31% to 35%. Um, all, although it's worth noting that that's no change at all from where things were in January.
2: Okay. So, so it's just, it, like bounced back basically.
6: They also may be conflating things that aren't, because I have trouble imagining anybody under the age of 30 watching a single second of uh, President Trump's or any, any of it. Any, any of it. Like, any come of on. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, that's what that's that's how Forbes. You know, I wonder what else things. happened yeah. that
2: week that could have done that because that is that is wild to me. Yeah, it's, what it week seems, was it?
6: I don't know. Whatever week Trump's th- thing <laughs> was
2: his, his weird uh, the best is yet to come shouting match yeah. happened.
6: Yeah, good times. So uh, yeah, and it does seem like the uh, the George Floyd uprising protests, whatever you want to call them, um, had an impact on this. Joe Biden currently leads uh, 70 to 20% among young black voters, which is actually a decline. He was at 77% in June. And uh, his support among Hispanics has dipped too from 66% to 62% uh, in three months, while Trump climbed a similar amount. Um, so, number one, it's worth noting that Trump is, is is polling a lot better among young black and Hispanic people. Um, particularly primarily young black and hispanic men than he was earlier in the year a bit better than he was earlier the in the year and significantly better than he did in 2016 he's actually up to 22% of young hispanic voters in 2016 and he's up to 35% 30, 35 um, I read
5: 30 it depends That's yeah even worse. i mean it
6: depends on the polls this is this yeah. is ucla nationscape some will say 30 but it's certainly a, a significant increase among young hispanic uh primarily men but just voters in general um and he's had a an like a similar like an even larger growth among young black voters um from about 10% in 2016 to 21% in uh 2020 um now there's a number of reasons for this uh I'll, most of the places i found i'm looking at like kind of forbes and 538 and um i believe an nbc poll um suggests that this is because young black voters and young black men in particular don't trust the government and Trump is an anti-establishment candidate somehow, even though he's now also the president. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's there's, you know, there's a lot that's been written about this. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I, I, I bet there's not one reason. Yeah. Um, Online. I've seen a predictable amount of uh, frustration with Kamala as the pick, given her past as a prosecutor, it just really depends. I think that a lot of this, the Latino votes, like you said, it's, you know, the younger male Latinos, um, uh, people that are, you know, uh, born here in America, um, but maybe don't have a college education. Or it depends, like we said earlier, regionally uh, on, on the demographics in the region. But it is Definitely confusing when you look at it big picture. You're like, how? How? Yeah.
6: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, there's a number of things. So like one of the things that uh was noted in the 538 write-up is that and this is talking about uh young black men. Uh 35% of 18 to 29-year-old black adults agreed that although they didn't always like Trump's policies, they liked his strong demeanor and defiance of the establishment. Conversely, just 10% of those 60 and older said the same. And there's another one I found sorry, it was time that I found strong this quote demeanor. from um from Sam Fulwood the 3rd, a fellow in the center of congressional and presidential studies at the American University. Uh, and with a name like Sam Fulwood the 3rd, you know he understands the needs of young black political Yeah, absolutely. Um, They are easily disillusioned and disengaged. That's universal to youth. Young African Americans don't have the confidence, don't have confidence that the system will or can function in a way that will advantage their lives. They have no evidence or little evidence that the system will improve their lives. When they engage with the system, more often than not, it is adverse. In some ways, it is destructive and life-threatening to them. As a result of that, they have little inclination to engage with that system. So, you know...
5: I mean, that makes sense.
6: S- one man's yeah. opinion. Yeah, it, it does to an yeah. extent make sense. And also,
5: like, you
2: know, uh, young mm-hmm. people are susceptible to propaganda. They spend yep. all their time online. Uh, there's tons of that online. Um, and, and the
6: Trump campaign has worked really hard to reach out to young black men in particular and, and at least young Hispanic men in, like, um in Florida. Um, So, like, some of this may just, we may be seeing, like, the, uh, the, the, the fact that some of that has worked and again it's it's worth noting like in the way i've seen some places like the daily wire talk about it, is like he, trump is attracting historic support from from these groups and it's like i guess you could say that for a republican
2: right it, it's some historic. is historic i yeah. guess <laughs>
6: it's also again a uh a, a not a a sizable like not a not the not nearly a majority, right? Yeah. So and yeah. and it it's worth noting. And here's what's really odd here, just in terms of like kind of comparing this to 2016, is that while Trump has has gained, you kind of no matter who you look at, he has made significant inroads um, with black and Hispanic voters, uh, young black and Hispanic voters, I should say, because his numbers with older ones have not really been impacted at all. While he has has made inroads there, he's lost a lot of ground with. Uh, white people and most per- most particularly old white people mm-hmm. um like that and and the big reason for that seems to be the coronavirus because old I people mean, are scared of dying
2: <laughs> yeah I mean they saw them do the things they uh they, yeah. don't, they don't like it they you can look at uh He's making Trump's making his own attack ads for himself for himself. <laughs> he t- you know, he takes off his mask and then Joe Biden yeah. literally all he has to do is put on a mask and say, I don't want you to die. That's it. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, uh, on several occasions, Trump bragged and like attacked Joe Biden because he said he was going to listen to the scientists. He did a whole yeah. speech at his rally like Biden's going to listen to the scientists. Yeah, it's amazing. Dr. Fauci. All Biden did in response to that was cut an ad together with that quote and say, yes. Joe yeah. go for Joe Biden. I will listen to scientists. That is the phrase that was used in the ad, and that that's good messaging for uh, older people who do not want to die because of this global pandemic.
5: It's just such a wild stance to take. Don't trust science. It's completely. But trust me, the president, the grifter president, yeah. uh, and my vaccine promises and stuff. It the programming, <laughs> like like, how do you expect that plays? It works
2: on some people. Like I mean, it's why it's It seems I can see it, it working on com- younger
5: people. more It seems than completely
2: older people. Uh, absurd, for sure. But like his whole brand of fascism is completely irrational because that's what fascism is. Yeah. Um, and like earlier today, Dave Rubin went on his show and talked about how you shouldn't trust scientists because in in sci-fi movies, scientists there are scientists that are evil. Because he's fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my! Is exactly the, the correct response to that. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: you know, ir- okay. irrationality
2: works. Yeah. I. We don't no. Need to, this we don't is all good. Rubing it up, but my god, man.
5: <laughs> Dave Rube. Awesome. Awesome. I'm. What else we got here?
2: He's a champion. Fuck.
5: Want to talk about Prager? You
2: a little bit because we're t- talking a little bit about uh the youth Ruben. the youth yeah, vote the and youth. stuff and this and, and, and Dave Rubin. uh This is
5: actually a, a perfect chef's kiss transition. I'll stop commenting on it and allow you to speak.
2: No 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 you're right it's good we should talk we should uh spend more time I'm gonna on I'm going to keep the, interrupting you Cody. Excellent excellent. excellent. Yeah. Um uh what are we even talking about 2020? The youth Cody. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah the so children's. we're talking about like the youth and like you know there's propaganda out there online um Prager U, uh, which according to their website, uh, Prager University, according to their website, is not an accredited university. Uh, it says so oh right no, really? Says right on their website. Really? So, it right always my website.
5: favorite, favorite disclaimer.
6: In black and white, very clearly, we Prager are not, not a university. Not
5: a university.
6: Not a now, university. Cody, quick question: Am I a university? <laughs> Absolutely. You Thank are you. a universe. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. No, okay. yeah, you are no, comprised of uh, multitudes. Hey, never, never and, doubt yourself. Yeah. On you know what? Uh, you both have master's degrees, and <laughs> Sophie, you get a doctorate.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay.
6: Well. Yeah. So. All right. There I'll you work. go. I'll work harder. You can all apply for jobs in whatever field you want.
2: Well, uh, it's just uh, it's it's not it's it's tangentially election related because more and more PragerU videos are being shown in schools, high schools, That's middle good. schools, um, and colleges. Colleges, I I understand a bit more. That's like the time when you're like, all right, we're gonna, we're all we're all like kind of adults, and we're going to talk about this. This is the time to to like to discuss or whatever um but prager U's mission from the very beginning um like it's it's funded by the wilkes brothers who are fracking billionaires they're uh, very uh, hyper conservative uh, fundamentalist christians who believe a lot of they're like homophobic uh they believe god and fossil fuels it, it's all like they're it's they're wild people and they're billionaires and they fund prager you uh, even though prager you says we need your donations to to stay alive no they're being funded by billionaires don't give them your money um, but they have always had this idea that the left is indoctrinating kids in schools with their history and their science. Um, and they lament this because they're not indoctrinating them enough. Prager U, Dennis Prager specifically, wants to indoctrinate your children, and he's upset because he thinks that they're being indoctrinated by other people. Uh, so U has set up this thing called PrEP, um... Which, Isn't that the uh, HIV
5: medicine? <laughs> well,
2: yes. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but to them, it stands for Prager U Educators and Parents. I don't uh. know if they did this on purpose or not. Um, it, it's unclear. That's uh, not
5: good. Prager U gets the first two letters, like P R. Anyway, continue.
2: I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very. P U E P. That's something that would work. Um, but basically, it's a it's a new program of theirs uh, launched very recently uh, on the top of their page. Schools have been peddling leftist propaganda. And uh, they're uh, trying to get their videos uh, played in schools and uh, reach parents and, and educators. That's what their plan has been the entire time. Uh, their articles from years ago were uh, the, the funders talk about how, yeah, we want to reach – young people and influence them uh that is their goal and they're doing that more and more um i keep seeing tweets from people like oh yeah i saw prager u video in my school Teacher showed me this showed me this um there's a recent article uh on huffington post about a specific incident of this in an ohio classroom um in a public school they showed a bunch of videos you get extra credit for watching Extra credit for watching PragerU videos.
5: You guys can't see me because I turned my camera off, uh, but I'm an- anxiously biting my nails obsessively mm. as you're saying this. It's, I'm, I'm sorry.
2: It's very, it's very upsetting um, yeah. and uh, and uh, insidious. Uh, some of the videos uh, being shown uh, quote build the wall. Why the right was right. Uh, the left ruins everything. Um, conservatives are the real environmentalists. Uh, just a a a. L- <laughs> Oh, here's a great one uh, that brings it back to this episode. How to steal an election, colon, mail-in ballots. That's one of their videos as well. Um, and the issue, one of the main th- problems with PragerU videos is that they are five minutes long. Uh, they're very, very dishonest. They use misleading information. They lie. Uh, they lie in various ways. Um, and in order to really debunk a PragerU video, you need about 40 minutes to explain why. And you'd be like, well, they're saying this, but actually it's this. And you need to explain their rhetoric because they're lying on—they're lying to you. It's propaganda. Uh, to dismantle propaganda is harder than to just release some short little propaganda. Yeah, it's just something to keep an eye out for. I think we'll probably revisit this in the future um, yeah. because it's—it's it's gonna get worse and worse. This uh, is this one was of happening those things before.
5: that's not gonna change with. An election result that we like. This is one of those things that is going to keep developing and 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 polarizing our country.
2: Yes, it's it's there, and it's like it's 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 in line with Trump's yeah. uh, you know resistance of like the sixteen nineteen project and his whole like we're going to do patriotic education, which is a li- I don't love that phrase um, for public education, but it's in line with that. That's the goal here, and whether or not Trump is reelected. Uh, PragerU has that mission, and they have a lot of inroads there, Um, they have tons of subscribers, Uh, people donate to them all the time, Uh, people don't know uh, how insidious they are sometimes, Uh, they literally, they had two videos by uh, one of their quote professors, again it's not an accredited university by their own admission, they had uh, two videos, one was about the death of comedy, you can't do jokes anymore, um and one was why you can't argue with the leftist leftists are so un unreasonable the guy who did that did both of those videos is Owen Benjamin uh, a holocaust denier and like who like is way way down the alt right rabbit hole these days um and they scrubbed those videos they took those videos out but they made those videos uncritically with this person um and yeah. it's just it's just a, a very It's concerning, and I just wanted to bring it up. if you see
5: this in your life, make sure to push back on it. I saw somebody share. I don't think it was one of the prep videos, (laughs) Uh but share a PragerU. It was back with the, you know, demon semen doctor sharing Uh stuff, talking about that, and kids. And, you know, and she's some centrist person that I know from Hollywood stuff. And I just was like. Look into PragerU a bit. That's not a place that you should be trusting any of the stuff that comes from there. They're, they're yeah. intellectually dishonest. And and she was like, oh, goodness, I had no idea. So I just encourage yep. you to push back on it when you see it in your life.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and figure uh, out, like, half the videos you see shared, if you Google that title of that video and the word yeah. debunk, you'll probably find a video that explains why it's wrong. Um, yeah. There are resources out there. But, yeah, push back on it. Um, Ooh. especially if it's happening in your school, oh, uh, make sure yeah. that that conversation Call out. happens. Yes. If you're yeah. a
5: student where this is happening, talk to your teacher about it. T- make this a conversation point in the classroom. Like exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Question why they're making you watch this. That's what school I, is
2: for. Um, and that's how you're going to really yeah, reach people. Sorry,
4: Katie.
5: We got to take a quick break. You know what? <laughs> Won't you got this. You got this. Teach you fascism oh I'm sorry I'm not Robert you know who
2: you know who is an accredited university
5: yeah Raytheon
2: you
6: yep that's
2: go. you can learn pew pew pew
6: if you buy any of Raytheon's products it comes with a free doctorate in in whatever because Raytheon controls all of the levers of power and can grant you everything you desire as long as you don't care about school buses in certain countries
2: Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah, what they said.
6: Just just certain countries. Certain countries. Not your country yet.
1: Not yours not
5: yours yet. Yeah, Danil, yeah. Choose a good spot to turn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Danil, edit wisely.
6: No, Daniel, keep all of this in, Can including I- us telling you to cut it and then telling you not to cut it. All yeah, of it. Yeah, this, this,
2: this part stays. Also,
5: keep this part in where I tell you guys I'm going to go pee real quick.
6: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep water. that in. Let's let's just talk about peeing for a second. Cody. Excellent. Okay, here's the answer. Yes, ads. sir.
2: No, no, no. I would love to hear about yourself. <laughs> Welcome to the worst year,
0: ever. We'll get through it together or not.
4: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy.
3: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Everything is so dumb, 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 da-dum, dumb
5: dumb. And we are back from that.
6: Back. <laughs> we sure are.
5: We sure are. My my um camera is still off, but rest assured, guys, it's only because I am masturbating. <laughs>
6: uh yeah, everyone everyone involved in the production of this podcast is always masturbating. That that is that's my camera's office. Well we I mean that's so, what we
2: signed. We signed the we signed the contract. It said yeah. always be masturbating. And we said ABM. okay. So
5: ABM guys, A B M. I don't Yeah, A yeah, B
6: m w c c always be masturbating during work conference calls yeah. uh yeah that's the as long, as I that's always say line. and have tattooed across my throat yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah.
2: All, it's good to have that reminder whenever yeah. we uh whenever we we do this
5: cody, you wanted to talk about right. something,
2: yeah, so I wanted to talk about just this brief thing um related to the election uh we've been seeing various stories uh i think we mentioned it uh last week on either this episode or this show or like our other show many any of the shows um some fake ballot boxes going up um around la um and uh you know the uh you know just like the president's constant messaging of uh like watch the polls get out there and watch the polls um a good sign yeah what there was that um that cop today uh at uh like doing security yeah. at a poll who had a mask that was yeah. like Trump, a Trump yeah. mask, stuff like that. Um, uh, Sunday night of this week, um, in Baldwin Park, a ballot box, an official ballot box, uh, drop box, uh, was on fire, literally just on fire that's on the inside.
5: In Los Angeles.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, in, near L.A. County in yeah. uh, yeah, Baldwin. Bal- uh, Baldwin Park in L.A. Um, and that uh, seems that's fine. Not. <laughs>
5: Pretty bad.
2: Um, It's pretty bad. Um, And uh, it was around over 200 ballots were uh, involved. Um, That might not seem like a lot, or maybe it does seem like a lot. Um, It's uh, kind of irrelevant how many ballots, um, because somebody-
5: Any amount of ballots.
2: Somebody lit that ballot box on fire.
5: Also here in Los Angeles. Yesterday, uh, a friend of mine was notified by their building that um, a mail truck- carrying all of their ballots was robbed was was stopped and all of and uh, the mail was stolen all of the ballots that were in for this area were taken wait
6: what excuse <laughs> me
5: yep. yeah i don't i don't have more uh, information other than that i just confirmed with her and she's like yeah we got this message saying like <laughs> Everybody in this building and I guess this neighborhood, this like little the street are affected. Oh,
0: uh, so. that's uh, right. okay.
6: Anyway, that's, that's cool. We should hear more information about that. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: luckily, I want to I read a story about that.
5: I, yeah, we will see what happens. More information. That was all the information she had. Obviously anecdotal, but that's what she got from her. And, and like, it's very frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. So for her, they hadn't received her ballots. So she was receiving her ballots. So she can request another one or just go show up in person and vote um, at her polling place. But what about people that have cast? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the implications of this are. Anyway, yeah, sorry to interject bad. with that depressing, no, bad, not fully bad. fleshed out story. Katie, Bad. That's bad. I'm not bad. That's no, that bad, Katie, Katie bad. Good.
2: Bad news from Katie Good. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, that's – I mean that's uh, this section about how bad that is and all the tampering and uh, it's and, not good. And
5: just – and uh, other stories that we see – and like I, I start Googling it, but I don't see that many like articles or things that mm-hmm. are, are specifically focused on this, but – I've heard from listeners from friends in other states um the voter intimidation is real it's happening people showing up at polls preventing them from voting uh you yep. know saying this is yep. a bad situation i'm leaving for today
2: Yeah i yeah i see every day uh that's that is happening um, um yep. I wonder I why
5: Before we go uh i I think it's worth mentioning this Hunter Biden story, because, wow,
2: uh, time for the yes. October surprise. candidate Hunter Biden.
5: Yeah, not really a, a surprise so much as something that we all expected to happen uh, when we were litigating our potential uh, presidential nominees. Um, if you're confused by this story, uh, I get it. Me too. Um, but, okay, let's give you... A little brief over you. This is from Slate. Yeah, help,
2: help me out. Help me out.
5: I will. I will. This Well, Slate will right now. The New right. York Post claimed, in a story published last Wednesday, to have obtained a copy of a hard drive from Hunter Biden's laptop that contains emails revealing his foreign business dealings along with personal photos. According to the Post, someone obtained the laptop at a computer repair shop in Delaware, and the data on the hard drive subsequently reached the FBI and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Steve Bannon is said to have notified the post of the hard drive's existence, and then Giuliani supplied the tabloid with a copy. The post has now run a series of exposés based on the contents of the hard drive, the most purportedly explosive of which has to do with an email that Hunter Biden supposedly received in 2015 from Vadim Pozarsky. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, a board advisor at the U- Ukrainian energy company Burisma. In it, Buzarsky thanks Hunter Biden for introducing him to then-Vice President Joe Biden. This would seem to be evidence limply supporting the Republicans' allegations that Hunter Biden, who worked for Burisma, had convinced his father to do favors for the Ukrainian company using the powers of the vice presidency. Okay. 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 So there's that. But just for context, um, months ago, years, I don't know. <laughs> the big narrative... That Trump was pushing against Biden was that he engaged in quid pro quo. Burisma hires Hunter and Biden uses his influence to fire Victor Shokin, the corrupt prosecutor who was investigating Burisma. However, their story breaks down because Shokin was not, in fact investigating Burisma, and that was the problem. (laughs) Biden did influence uh, his firing. He hasn't denied that. He's bragged about it. But that's because uh, Shokin was actually standing in the way of the investigation of Burisma. In fact, Ukrainian prosecutors and anti-corruption advocates uh, who were pushing for the investigation uh, said the, the probe had been dormant because of Shokin. And okay, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. I said
5: this back when we were originally talking about this story. It's not a good look that the then v- vice president of America, uh, you know, had any sort of connection with a company that has you know ties to a foreign government. You know, do I think that Joe Biden helped Hunter, his underqualified son, get a job? Yeah, I, I do, and that's kind of yeah, shady. It sucks. That is absolutely not something that I'm OK with. And it's a reason why I didn't want Biden to be the nominee. But that's not the story that they're pressing for. And so now here we we have this email thing and it's definitely a big eye roll. First off, how did they get this hard drive? Um, the story that they claim is mm-hmm. that somebody brought this computer to a repair shop in Delaware didn't pay for the repair. And so the shop owner was like, saw that it had a sticker for the Bo Biden Foundation and, and decided that they're not going to give it to the Biden family. No, they're going to take it to Rudy Giuliani. What? What? Does Rudy Giuliani have deep ties to Delaware uh, computer repair shops? <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, uh uh-huh. what we do know is that Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon, all of them, do have ties with the Russian government. So there's that. Like, I don't. Want to just say we don't have evidence of this, but um, we do have a lot of people pointing to this as Russian dif- disinformation. Well, um,
6: and I, I think that even like another thing that's also likely, it doesn't need to be disinformation. It could also be accurate and it could have been hacked by the Russian government, and the whole fucking laptop shit yes. can be a. Um,
5: but the framing you know, of it story. as this is evidence of a crime. Is a little disinformationy. Um, yeah, because it's yeah. well,
6: yeah, and it also has nothing to do. Like it's it's not evidence of Joe Biden doing anything. Uh, well, exactly, it's all about his kid. Yeah.
5: Um, and like, we could talk just, about
6: Giuliani's kids. We could talk about Trump's kids. We could talk about all, all of them. Trump's children. Yeah, yeah. Right. Biden the, isn't
5: like, the one. I mean, they're pointing to the fact that like, oh, his son was using, you know, for him to to meet with these people, and and who knows what dealings that went down. Okay, well, we know what dealings went down with you, Donald Trump. We know a lot of the crimes that your kids have done. Um, And again, it does not seem – again, the original thing that they were pushing, which is about this firing of the prosecutor, is, as he would say, a nothing burger, (laughs) Mm. at least on the surface. However, I uh, can't overstate how much I do not like that a vice president helped his son – this son,
6: but- eh, fuck it. Like, honestly, at this point, fuck it. Like, it, well. it, they're, they're all so corrupt. They're all doing this shit. Giuliani's kids have gotten jobs. Fucking uh, Trump's kids are making money hand over fist, uh, fist with this. Like, giving a shit about this just in the context of Joe Biden right before an election is... Is is fucking nonsense because like nonsense. Yeah. It's the thing that has always been going on and is will always be a problem in our system as long as we vest huge amounts of power in the hands of a fucking gentrified elite.
5: And it's hard. I think what bugged me the most about this is okay, we've got people like Glenn Greenwald. Oh Glenn. Tweeting about how the mainstream media is so quick to discredit this story as Russian propaganda, but Biden isn't denying the stories. And we are, like, doing the the boy who cried wolf kind of a thing. And, like, when Russian disinformation happens that we aren't going to see it and all this stuff, which is just lending credence to the story and keeping it around And it has so many echoes of 2016 of emails and confusion and people saying, like, fuck it, they're all bad. Um, And I just wanted to mention it so you're aware of what's happening, so you have information to push back with, and because we were right when we said that this would happen.
6: (laughs) Mm, We were, weren't we, this thing? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the thing that's nice about it is that so far people don't seem to give a shit outside of the right wing media ecosystem yes. like this is not going the way and we'll see like maybe trump will get like an official investigation going but this is not having the impact like comey coming out about clinton's emails right before the election had because it, maybe maybe people have gotten smarter or maybe they've just gotten inured to the right wing calling you know boogeyman or maybe over just everything tired. yeah or maybe they're like well this sounds exactly like the stuff that Trump is that we've been hearing about Trump do, but not as bad. Why do I care about this? There's a plague. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And honestly, uh, Biden
5: not denying it is probably just the best move to just ignore it. I mean, yeah, not giving the story
2: any oxygen. Um.
5: Anyway, is that a lackluster end to the episode? Perhaps, but I do. Yeah,
6: you know what's not a lackluster end to the episode? What? Fucking Rush Limbaugh's dying of cancer. Yeah, yes, he, is. he he is.
5: Thoughts and prayers for a speedy death. Is he,
6: is he talking about that? Yeah, uh, he did. He just was like, "Yeah, I'm not winning," uh, and I have no sympathy for Rush Limbaugh. Was that why Michael Savage was
2: like, "Rush Limbaugh's a coward and a weakling yeah, for talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. his kids"? Because yeah, cool, they're man.
6: all garbage. Because all of these of awful people, people are just... trash. Um, um fuck well, We did it. Rush, nice. Limbaugh, fuck um, Rush Limbaugh and uh, yeah. also and fuck all the little cancer. Rush babies. I hope like, Rush yeah, Limbaugh absolutely. and cancer do. You remember in the first Lord of the Rings movie where Gandalf and the Balrog pull each other down into that. Yeah. I hope that's what happens with Rush Limbaugh and mm-hmm. the concept of cancer. That yeah. they that just is take my each other that down is my into preference. a pit. Yeah.
2: Uh but so the my my issue here is that either Rush Limbaugh or cancer will come back with a vengeance later. Yeah, more, even more. Yeah, powerful, Yeah, Rush right? Limbaugh
6: the white, or cancer the white. Or cancer Kinda the white. It really like, depends.
2: Either <laughs> way, either one doesn't sound great because one of them is going to be more powerful.
6: Yeah,
5: cut this, cut, cut this whole analogy because no, otherwise it will happen. No, don't cut this analogy.
6: And- <laughs> um, instead, think about who the writers of Rohan are in this in this <laughs> theoretical um, bikers for Trump. Bikers for Trump or <laughs> potentially uh, Kamala Harris. Or <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to it's say. It's either Kamala
2: yeah. or the Bikers for Trump. We don't know. Yeah. We, just don't yeah. know. Yeah, we just don't know.
6: Yeah, we, we, we just don't know. We cannot confirm or deny who the political equivalent of the writers of Rohan are in this, in this <laughs> oh, theoretical. Oh, my. But the episode's over. Weeks. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. so yes. sorry.
0: <laughs>
5: can check us out online at worst uh. Year Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us, too. I'm not going to say our handles. You'll find them. Check it Uh, out. But you know what? Keep on keeping on. (laughs) (laughs) Our famous phrase that
2: we do at the end of all the episodes. Keep on keeping
5: on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll smell you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Everything's
6: so dumb. Everything's so dumb and it's going to get
1: dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel. Lovely. Lovely.
3: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
4: We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, A-L-L. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope.